0: Zion, on the Zion, for the the Lord is Hey everybody, this is Brother Frank, and I'm glad you're here with me tonight. I want to jump right in because we've got some important things to cover. Father in Yeshua's name, bless this program. There would be a light in the midst of darkness. And Lord, that this program would shine forth at such an hour when the world doesn't seem to care anymore about righteousness and the truth of God. Lord, show off your power in this hour through your people that we may be useful unto the very end for your kingdom's purpose is my prayer in Yeshua's name. Amen. Folks, you've seen lately a lot of things that are going on and I am not going to get into uh, you know we talked to you last week about revival, and I believe in revival. um I was a part of something powerful, and we've seen this current revival that's going on right now and um you know by all since you know looking at it from the outside, it looks like genuine revival, and it very well may be and and uh you know but one of the things that reminded me to never just you know forget that we God's given us discernment by his word, through his spirit and prayer. And when I saw that Todd Bentley was there at the revival, you know, now he probably just showed up, you know. He probably was not, I don't think he instigated any of this, but it was a reminder just because we see something We need to test the spirits and make sure that we understand what's from God and what's from flesh. Because I had people trying to tell me they wanted years ago to take my neighbor down to Todd Bentley's revival down in Florida so that he could be healed. I went over and told my neighbor, said, don't you dare go down to that thing. He said, I'm not because that man was not from God. And what was going on there was not a revival from the Lord. They were calling a revival. Now, some of the indicators that made me happy about what I was seeing at this Asbury or Ash, whatever it was called, revival going right now, supposedly, is that there was lots of talk and speak about people repenting. Now, if there is a revival without repentance, that is not a revival. Okay. That might be some good sermons, but it's not a revival. The truth is, is that when the Lord brings revival, there will be repentance, there will be a sorrowful of sins, and there will be a desire to change by his spirit to something new. So I'm not coming uh, saying yes or no or anything right now. What I'm trying to remind everybody in this hour, okay, there's so many things going on. You have a duty to test the spirits And nobody wants to see powerful revival more than me, and this may very well be all from God, but at the same time, folks, pray before you just say yes pray before you see a strategic clip, you know, posted on a Facebook feed or something. Pray and ask God to show you the truth, because there's a lot of manipulation that's going on in this hour, whether it's from the news media, whether it's from Christians trying to sell more stuff, whether it's from the government trying to get you to fall into a trap, or maybe expose some of your beliefs so that they can hold it against you later. The fact is, is that there is deception everywhere. It was prophesied in the the very word of god that strong delusion would be upon the earth and that god that many people in this hour would want to hear this false delusions Again, I'm not coming against anything about this. This may be one of the biggest moves of God. I am not. You need to just pray, though. That's all I'm trying to say. I, I'm happy and excited to see that young people are praying and just seeking the Lord. That's exciting. But you know what? They also called some of these other things uh, in times past in Brownsville and all those things. And I don't care. People can get all angry at me all they want. OK, but there was some stuff going on down there that was not from God. And so if you want to post something post it on somebody else's feed in YouTube, because I don't want to listen to it. I know what was happening down there. I've seen from people I didn't go because I didn't want to be a part of that. And there are things often that start out as true revival. But then the devil, you know, people open up their, uh, you know, their doors. And I tell you right now, if God is moving powerfully and the devil tries to come in, you got to throw him out. In Jesus' name. And shut the doors. You know, it's it's kind of like this problem in churches. You wouldn't believe how many churches would let their entire church fail because of one or two people. They will let their entire church be taken down because no one had the guts and backbone to put an end to it and get rid of that person that is causing discontent and discord amongst the brethren. So, folks, please keep your eyes and ears sharpened in this hour because deception is everywhere, as you've seen in the news media. As you've seen amongst our own government, trying to feed us lies, as you've seen about all the different balloons and things like that. Folks, there are, our enemies are after us and they're waging war against us and they will take this country down according to revelation chapter 18 and Jeremiah chapter 50 and 51, especially 51, uh, and several other places in the Bible. But here's the deal. Not everything we hear is actually the truth. Matter of fact, a good majority is not, or if it, it's a piece of the truth and it's been twisted, it only takes a little bit of rat poison. If you ever look on the box of rat poisoning, okay, that old brown box there, you will see that the majority, like 98% of it, or I think it is something ridiculous like that, I, I can't remember, but it's like 90 upper 98, maybe or so is good food. Only a tiny bit is poison, but that little bit of poison will kill you. When I was in the Marines, I learned in land navigation that, man, just being a foot off at the beginning can get, you could be a mile off at the end or more. You know, it's it's so important that we keep our eyes focused on the Lord. And I remember in 2016, the way the Remnant Call came about is for years, I had been wanting to do something. I've been involved in missionary work and with homeless ministry and different things like that uh, around and, and, and active in many things with ministry, but I had wanted to do somewhere I could reach a broader audience. And, you know, it was never the right time. It was never a good time. It was never, you know, just convenient. I didn't even know how to really start a podcast. I mean, yes, I know tech, but I didn't know this. I didn't know how to grow a YouTube channel. I never tried to do any of that stuff. And so just one day I just decided, you know what? It'll never be the right time. It'll never be enough time to do that. But you know what? I decided finally, you know what? I'm going to start a podcast and I did. And I'll tell you what, we didn't have hardly anybody listening. There was only a couple of people. I had to go to every friend I had. It, took, it seemed like it took uh, an eternity to reach 100 subscribers. And, and you know what? By God's grace, we got there. We fought through it. And over the years, we're getting close to 10,000. Now, there are programs way bigger than the Remnant Call, and that's okay. Because we've, I've never been on anybody's big show. I've never been there and I don't need to be. I don't, I'm happy right here on the remnant call because I can say that the growth that has happened to this program and the people that are listening is by God and not by any human flesh. There's no flesh that is growing this program. It is only by the Spirit of God. But back in 2016, when coming out with this, the Remnant Call, deciding on what would I call this show, why do I even call it the Remnant Call? Because, you know, I I didn't know all kinds of titles, but the reason Remnant Call, because I wanted a way to reach the remnant of God. Now, there is some strange and weird remnant theology out there, okay? And I would stay away from some of this craziness. But we had to deal with back in the day what it meant to be a part of the remnant, what who are the remnant? You know, and that's a bunch of confusion that still happens today because there are churches that claim that they're the remnant, or or cult groups that claim they're the remnant. You know, like all the people that killed themselves from that comet, the hell bought and all those things. They were all remnant believers, supposedly. But the Bible is very specific that there is a remnant. And it comes, it, you know, we, we get a glimpse into this in First Kings uh, chapter 19, starting in verse 9. It says, "'He came thither unto a cave, and lodged there, and behold, the word of the Lord came to him, and he said unto him, "'What dost thou hear, Elijah?' And he said, I have been very jealous for the Lord God of hosts for the children of Israel have forsaken thy covenant, throw down thy altars and slain thy prophets with the sword. And I even I only am left and they seek my life to take it away. And he said, Go forth and stand upon the mount before the Lord, and the and behold the Lord passed by, and a great and strong wind rent the mountains and break in pieces the rocks before the Lord, but the Lord was not in the wind, and after the wind an earthquake, but the Lord was not in an earthquake, and after the earthquake a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire, and after the fire a still small voice. And it was so when Elijah heard it that he wrapped his face in his mantle, and went out and stood in the entrance entering of the cave and behold there came a voice unto him and said what dost thou hear elijah and he said i have been very jealous for the lord god of hosts because the children of israel have forsaken thy covenant throw down thy altars and slain thy prophets with the sword and i even i only am left and they seek my life to take away take it away folks many of you right now feel like you're in the position of elijah You've tried to go to different churches, you've tried different home fellowships, you've tried different gatherings of groups, only to find that they have forsaken the very truth of the Word of God and so discouraged many of you, you don't even want to go, you've just almost given up and feel like no one even cares. And, And folks, that is not an uncommon feeling. You're looking at here, one of the greatest men in all the Bible going through the same trauma that many of us have gone through, and he's believing that there no one actually cares anymore about the very truths and the standards of God. And the Lord said unto him in verse 15, go return on the way to the wilderness of Damascus. And when thou comest, anoint Hazael to be king over Syria and Jehu, the son of Nimshi, shalt thou anoint to be king over Israel and Elisha, the son of Shaphat of abel Mahola, shalt thou anoint to be prophet in thy room, and it shall come to pass that him that escapeth the sword of Hazael, shall Jehu slay, and him that escaped the sword of Jehu shall Elisha slay, and yet I have left me seven thousand in Israel, all the knees which have not bowed unto Baal or Baal, and every mouth which hath not kissed him. Do you see God had a remnant that Elisha didn't know about? He thought he was the only one, but he didn't know about it. Now, the interesting thing was about this remnant is that they had not yet bowed to Baal. They had not yet bowed down to the ways of the society, they had not given in to the ways. And I'm here to tell you, folks, right now what's going on what's going on with the artificial intelligence and what's going on with the deep state of this country and what they're trying to do in monitoring and tracking you is so that they can destroy the remnant so because the remnant desires to hold up a standard to the truth in god's word so that if they can track where you surf, if they can build a profile of what you're doing, they can assemble what you're saying, then they can create any words from your mouth. They say it's only a couple of words they need now, like three or three seconds of your voice, and they can create an entire fake montage of you that could pass your voice replicate. I mean, it's It's outrageous. The artificial intelligence is so powerful. And listen, folks, I was messing around with some AI the other day, um, on writing out some materials for website, our, our website at work, uh, to describe certain security features. We had to put tons of, uh, details in there. And one of the guys from some of my peer groups that I'm in. And they were showing me this AI blogger. And so I was logging in. I would write a sentence or two. And next thing you know, this AI machine would create what seemed to be like entire paragraphs of everything I'd want to say about a product and keep me from having to talk about it. It's mind blowing the strength of what's going on. And you saw, you know, the power of, or the, not just the power, but the, but the devilishness. Of Microsoft's new AI out there, and look—I know they'll probably try to say things are, oh, that's just a hoax, or that's ridiculous, or no, that's silliness. But you've already heard about Google and their top senior engineer that we talked about a while back on this program—that you know resigned, got thrown out because he claimed that their AI machine has become sentient. Meaning, it's developing its own intelligence, and and folks, the truth is, is that th- when the devil can get in and empower something, what do you? I mean, I I don't understand why we th- why we think some of these things are impossible. If the spirit of God can move mountains and part the seas and 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 cre- create, okay, make creation. Okay, I mean, it's, you know, by Yeshua was there, the, the spirit moved upon the earth, the Bible says, if all those things can happen, then why don't you think that the devil can't get into, and his minions, into the technology and create sentient artificial intelligence? Because it's not truly artificial, it's powered by the spirit of Antichrist, and when it's powered by the spirit of Antichrist, it can do demonic things. That's why you should stop putting all your stuff out there on the internet of what you're doing and what you're eating and Facebook and all that stuff. Listen, I I, I think I I don't even know if I shared this, but I only have Facebook for the Remnant Call page. That's the only reason I have it. And I don't have any personal Facebook, any, I don't, I have the lowest uh, footprint on the web I can possibly have just about, I mean, I try to keep myself so proud because I know the dangers of what's going on out there and I'm in technology. So I understand the security threats of this world right now. But the truth is, is that I was, I had loaded on my old phone prior to this one, the, the uh, Facebook app. And I would tell people that thing's listening. It's got to be because I would say things and I would get ads popped up. Well, I got a new phone. I said, I'm never loading this stuff up here again. And lo and behold, no more of that stuff happened anymore. I'm not getting on my iPhone anymore. That pop-up stuff of things I've talked about in searches. Here's the funny thing. My son-in-law was over and I love dearly. We were talking about this topic and we were talking about electronic documents dog collars okay they are gps powered dog collars because i have a gigantic 230 pound hybrid wolf husky and he's a monster and he likes to roam and the other day he decided to take a long walk way far away and we got picked we had to the neighbor picked him up way down the road, and so I'm like, I don't want to box him in where he's at, so I wanted to look for one of these collars. Well, we were talking about it in the room, and my son-in-law has his Facebook app on, and within about 20-some minutes after we had talked about it, he started getting pop-ups on his phone for GPS-powered dog collars, and it, we just started laughing. Because it's so outrageous. Now, I'm glad that happened to him because it proved the point I was trying to share with everybody to stop this stuff because they want to kill and destroy the remnant. That's what their thing, that's what their desire is. Those who will not bow the knee to Baal, they want to destroy. And if they can track you and they can do this stuff, then they will get you. The truth is, you need to spend more time in the word of God than on news and on the internet today. It's we've got to make a decision who it is we're going to serve. But the neat thing is, folks, and I need you to hear me clearly on this, is God always has a remnant. Okay? This remnant is not based on a denomination. It's based on the true followers of Yeshua. And he has a remnant today. But the understanding and the misunderstanding of what happens is, people don't know who the remnant are because of crazy remnant theology. The you I've know, I've heard it all, and I don't even want to get into it. But in reality, I'm just going to break it down quickly. You know what does the word remnant mean? Okay, it means the residue, that which is left after the separation, removal, or destruction of a part, the remnant that are left after the captivity in Nehemiah 1, that which is remains, that is what the remnant are, that's what it literally means. The remnant is what is left over in terms of God's people, when truth is fallen in the street. When morality is no longer observed, when God's word is not the standard, you can usually find a group of people who still hold on to the timeless truths in his word. That group of people who will not embrace the worldliness of society of the church, you can begin to see who the remnant are. But it is so much more than just that. So I want to look at a few verses here, to just kind of show us from the very word of God who the remnant are. Revelation chapter 12, 17, real simple. And the dragon was wroth with the woman and went to make war with the remnant of her seed, which keep the commandments of God and have the testimony of Jesus Christ. Now, for those who believe they're going to be pre-tribulation raptured away, this verse will make no sense to them. Okay, because they're already gone. This must just be the Jews. We're not around. I'm sorry. I hope you will not. You will remember this verses about God's people, not not those who are pre-tribulation, but those who follow Yeshua and have been grafted in according to Romans chapter 11, which is both Jew and Gentile. Okay, there's no such thing as the church. And then the Jews who after the church is taken out, get a second. It's It's nonsense. I'm not getting into it. If you don't like this program, it's not a pre-tribulation rapture program. I'm sorry. Just turn it, and God bless you and hope you, hope you find the truth out there sometime, and you're welcome back anytime. The interesting thing is, is that there's two pieces to these remnant believers. Yes, they have the testimony of Yeshua, of Jesus Christ, but they also keep the commandments of God. And Jesus said, if you love me, keep my commandments. So you can't factor in disobedience and have the testimony of Jesus. At the same time, your obedience can't get you saved. Because I've said it a million times, if you could earn your salvation, then you would put God in debt to you, and God is in debt to no one, and he doesn't owe anyone. That's why salvation has to be free. But Yeshua said that if you love him, keep his commandments, meaning do what he says. You can't say, oh, I love you, I want to follow you, and then go out and live like the devil. That's a lie. You don't really love them because if you love them and care about them, you'll do the right thing. So these people have both not only the testimony, but they also follow the commands that Yeshua told us to do to live a good and healthy life. The remnant obeys God's command, but they're also sharing the good news of the gospel. Because if you didn't know that, that's actually a command that's the Great Commission, okay? Matthew 28, 19. That is the Great Commission. It is a command. It's not a if you want to. It is an actual command. But for some reason, the Ten Commandments are stumbling blocks. I've never understood that. We don't keep the, that's old, te- listen, I'm not a legalist at all, folks. Far from it. I'm not even close to, I've been in some of those groups. I don't want anything to do with them. But because I follow the Lord, I want to do what he asks me to do. And when I mess up, I ask him to forgive it, but I don't justify it and excuse it. I ask the Lord to help me to overcome by his spirit. Well, Revelation goes a little deeper. Here is the patience, Revelation chapter 14, 12 through 13. Here is the patience of the saints. Here are they that keep the commandments of God and the faith of Jesus. Now, that's is very interesting because we just... Went over this back in Revelation chapter 12. Whenever God repeats something twice, that's a very important thing to look at. And I heard a voice from heaven saying unto me, Write, blessed are the dead which die in the Lord from henceforth. Yea, saith the Spirit, that they may rest from their labors and their works do follow them. The remnant not only obey, but they are laboring for the gospel and willing to die for their cause. Do you understand that? They're willing as Yeshua to lay down their lives for the master. They take the the words literally to go into all the world and share this good news with everyone that will hear sitting idle in the church pews or just listening simply to programs is not even a consideration for them. They must share the good news of the gospel of Yeshua, of Jesus. The remnant are commandment keepers and disciple makers. But there is another truth about the remnant. And this is the one that many of you, we all are feeling today. The dragon, the Bible says, was wroth with the woman and went to make war with the remnant of her seed. The remnant are involved in a fight for their life. The devil is angry and the remnant want to kill them. They're involved in a spiritual war that tests the very core of their faith. Many are suffering and wondering, God, why? And you know what the Lord responds with? Listen to this. This is amazing. Psalms 34, 17 through 19. The righteous cry and the Lord heareth and deliver them out of their troubles. The Lord is nigh unto them that are of a broken heart and saveth such as be of a contrite spirit. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivereth them out of them all. God hears their cries and seeks to comfort. He sees the pain and reminds us that we are not alone. When he said, if the world hates you, you know that it hated me before it hated you. You remember what I talked about last week, that Jesus was perfect. He healed the sick, gave sight to the blind, the lame to walk, the deaf to hear, the mute to speak, all these things, and still hung him on a cross. And yet we get so angry when we don't get things our way. It's not fair. Well, it wasn't fair to Jesus, but he understood it. That's why he suffered everything so he could know and understand the things that you're going through. But they remember the remnant, the words of the psalmist when the psalmist says, the Lord is nigh unto them that are of a broken heart and saveth such as be of a contrite spirit. You see, out of this brokenness, folks, out of these trials comes a beauty in the remnant. Not a high-minded people, but a compassionate people who see their own failures and share their struggles with the brethren. The remnant don't tear apart the brethren. They don't look with a critical spirit upon all that they see. They believe Paul's words when he said, in lowliness of mind, let each esteem others better than themselves. So instead they look at themselves and they see how short they have fallen and the absolute need of God's grace. And they have compassionate eye on their brothers and sisters and out of compassion and love they desire to help and encourage and realize that without jesus folks we're all lost they recognize that if god is willing to show mercy if he's willing to show mercy on us they are also desire to show mercy to others there is a sense of brokenness among kindred spirits That understands and shares each other's pain. The love that they show towards each other is the same love Christ shows towards his church because they understand God's heart. The remnant understand the suffering of Jesus and they feel the heart of God. The devil tries to throw folks, he tries to throw each of us into the furnace, but all the remnant sees is one who looks like the Son of God, just like Nebuchadnezzar. He threw him into the fiery furnace, and out of that all he could see was the Son of God in his people when they were in the midst of the fiery furnace. And just like many of us who feel like we've been in the furnace, we forget and, and don't understand because all this baggage we've been carried down that keeps bogging us around, that God uses the furnace, just like with the three men with it back there in Babylon, the only thing that was burnt on them when they came out of the fire was the ropes and the bondage of that world that bound them when they were thrown in. Folks, God uses the furnace on his remnant to free them from the bondage and the baggage that we've been carrying around so long, the guilt of our pasts that keep us from moving forward. We feel so broken at times we can hardly take it anymore. And God hears his remnant cry again and says this, fear thou not for I am with thee Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee, yea, I will help thee, yea, I will uphold thee from the right hand of my righteousness. God is not going to leave you alone in the furnace of affliction, brothers and sisters, because he knows you are going to come forth a beautiful, a beautiful person when he tries and removes that dross as he begins to purify the gold And drives the devil from your life. Finally though. And this is so important. The remnant folks. Are victorious. There was war. In heaven Revelation chapter 12 says. Michael and his angels. Fought against the dragon. And the dragon fought. And his angels and prevailed not, neither was their place found for them any more in heaven. And a great dragon was cast out, that old serpent called the devil and Satan, which deceived the whole world. He was cast out into the earth, and his angels were cast out with him. And I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, Now is come salvation and strength, and the kingdom of God and the power of his Christ. For the accuser of our brethren is cast down, which accused them before our God day and night. And they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony, and they loved not their lives unto death. Folks, the remnant are victorious because their lives don't matter to them anymore. The only thing that matters is Yeshua, our heavenly father, and his kingdom. That's what's important. They are dead to themselves and alive unto the Messiah. And you can't kill a dead man. Yes, you can destroy the flesh, but you can't touch the spirit. Only God can touch the spirit and hell's fire according to the word of God. It says they overcame him. The remnant were broken they are tried, afflicted, persecuted for their beliefs. They have not been perfect. No, none of us have. Okay. They've not always been the best parents, huh? That sound like any of us. They have said things in churches or to friends or in fellowships that they wish they could take back and they have backslidden at times. And maybe they even are right now as they're listening. But the Bible says they overcame by the blood of the Lamb. You see, the remnant, folks, they understand that they have been forgiven much. And he who's been forgiven much forgives much. They are tired of this world and all the failures that come with it. Earthly pleasures can no longer satisfy the remnant. They only want Jesus. Just give me Jesus, the remnants say. I love that song, Just Give Me Jesus. Or, you, it, Fernando Ortega did that song amazing, Give Me Jesus. I just love that song. You can have it all. You can have all your stuff. Just give me Jesus. I have nothing to offer, the remnant says. I'm a complete wreck. But God, I hear you knocking at the door. Lord, come in. I need Jesus. Folks, this plot that you see before your eyes right now that is unfolding in the United States and around the world is the Antichrist's strategic plan through powerful leaders, through artificial intelligence to track and kill the remnant But God's got a different plan, folks. Yes, there will be some of us who will die by the sword, and that's okay. And there will be some of us that will make it to the very end. Hallelujah. Either way, it doesn't matter. If we are in Yeshua, if we stay under his wings, we will be protected to the very end, no matter what the outcome, God has our soul firmly in his hand. Folks, this world is winding down. God has a mission, and I hope there are revivals breaking out all over the place, but let me say this right here. I am not talking about the kind of revival that is going to make America great again. Folks, that is gone, okay? I, I'm sorry. It's gone. And, and I, you know, I, I politically am very conservative, and... And I don't like, the, from a business standpoint, the leadership, let alone even more so the moral standpoint. But I know there's not a Republican leader that's going to come back in and swoop in and make everything perfect again because what we are embracing as a society is beyond the sickest and most vilest things that even Sodom and Gomorrah could imagine in the evil depths of their heart. Yet God still has a remnant. So the simple truth is tonight, whose side are you on? Are you on the Lord's? Because if you're on the Lord's, he's calling you to a standard. He's calling you to a higher walk. He's calling you to a life and Messiah. He's calling you to share the good news. He's calling you to follow his ways. Or are you simply just a news listener, an in-time program hearer, and yet still going on, I love the cursing Christians. Those drive me, I don't mean I love them. They drive me crazy. I love these so-called believers and they get around, think it's only guys. And I mean, just the filth comes pouring out of the mouth. How can you curse and bless from the same mouth? Listen, we've all got heated and said things that were not nice. But I, God, forgive me for saying swear words or anything like that. For we do not talk like that being believers in the Messiah. These filthy mouths, I get so sick of hearing people use that stuff because God has called us to speak righteously and holy and appropriate in this hour so that we do not give the enemies of God any reason to scoff because of a bad reflection we've given upon him. And if we've done that, we do the right thing. We repent. Folks, I hope the revival thing that's going on right now, I hope and pray that that is genuine from the Lord. And I haven't given it enough time and prayer and seeking, which I plan to do for discernment on what's going on. I've had a busy week, but I've been trying to keep a little bit of an eye on it because my heart wants to rejoice heavily at a move of God. Because I just experienced a powerful move a few weeks ago, as I shared last week on this program. that was so powerful we were in shock and awe. And I believe God is moving in this hour. But I had, as I said earlier, when I saw that Todd Bentley had stopped by, it was a stark reminder, test the spirits. Pray about it. Seek God and don't give in to every video and something everybody sends you every minute. Before you pray over it, seek the Lord and allow him through his word, by his spirit, and through the confirmation of others. Out of the mouth of two or more witnesses, may God confirm all things. This is Brother Frank on the remnant call saying to everybody, keep looking up. It won't be long. The Lord will be coming down. Good night and Shalom. Oh, Israel, rejoice. Oh, Zion, rejoice. For the Lord your God has made you His divine. Has made you His desire. Throw a trumpet in Zion. Sounding on the mountains. Throw a trumpet in Zion. For the day of the Lord is come. Though a trumpet in Zion sounded on the mountain. Though a trumpet in Zion, for the day of the Lord is come.